Audio action. Salutations. Salutations. I'm Sophia's friend Bronwyn. And I'm Bronwyn's friend Sophia. And this is Quotes and Anecdotes. Well, welcome back. How are you today? You can't answer, Bronwyn. I'm asking this you, is, Sophia. This is only going to end in disappointment. Sophia, I'm asking you. This. Okay. You and are in this room with me. I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking to the audience. Um, clearly, I'm a little tired today, but you know... I'm doing great because we're here and we're recording our podcast and it's one of my favorite things to do ever. So, Aww, yeah. That's that's really nice, Sophia. Yeah. I What were you going to say? Go ahead. <laughs> we're really bad at interrupting. We need to work on that. We are both bad at interrupting. I do that so much. I do it too though. So, yeah. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. Well, I don't I don't I didn't have anything to say. <laughs> I love when we interrupt each other to say, just to say nothing. Yep. Even silence would be better than your words. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> well, that's it then, Please I no. guess. That's it. Uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for joining us for our first two up, three, how, I, this is week four. Week four, but technically episode three. This is the first confusing. one was episode zero. Well, yeah. We hope you guys are having a good week. Yeah. You know, be positive. Stay happy. It's going to be great. It's getting to be uh, a bit more from fall into winter. It's going to get into chilly. the holiday season. It's, gonna, it's a good time. Hope you're doing good. Even if it's not the best day ever, hopefully we can make this little pocket of your day better than... Yeah. Yeah. I hope good. this is a, a... Not a chore to listen to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well... Uh, well, Bronwyn, um, would you like to tell everyone our topic for today? I would. Well, our topic of the day is nature. I was ve- I'm very excited to do yeah. this, this topic because nature is something that both Bronwyn and I care very much about. So, it's also something yeah. that's relatable for everyone, I mean, on some <laughs> level. At the very least, you have to go outside. Yeah. At least, hopefully, at least once a day. Even and if, if you don't, your car. <laughs> you should, um, because there are so many beautiful things in nature, and you should appreciate them more. That also Thanks sounded for really cute. <laughs> no, I just mean like nature is wonderful, and I think if everyone cared just a little bit more about nature, then the world would maybe be a we wouldn't. Place. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, um, who goes first today? I go first today. You go first today, Bronwyn. What is your word? I know you're very excited about this. Okay, so my word is difficult to pronounce. <laughs> my word is Scythurism. You and nailed it. I know. <laughs> I looked up a pronunciation video earlier. Um, so it's spelled P-S-I-T-H-U-R-I-S-M. And it is a noun, which means the sound of wind in the trees and rustling of, rustling of leaves. It, and this is from the Farlex Trivi- Trivia Dictionary. Um, it's not a common word. Uh, it barely has a definition in English, honestly. It's a, a very... Um, it's not really an English word, especially because it was really only introduced in the 1800s. But it does come from the Greek um, sithurisma, meaning whispering. So it does not inherently mean the whispering of leaves or rustling of leaves, but it has a history in English of focus on trees and leaves. So 
in what history it does have in English, because, again, it arrived only in the 1800s and is a relatively recent word. But I found it quite cool. It's an onomatopoeia. I just wanted to say both of those words because they're really fun to say. But it sounds like the rustling of we of <laughs> leaves. Oh, is that why? Is that what onomatopoeia means? I f- I've forgotten I forgot so, since yeah. fifth grade when uh, we were taught I, that. I just remember it was fun to say, and I think that's what it means. Yeah. So it's like the word crunch. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of crunch as my example, of that. <laughs> but no, it's a good example. Not, is very whispery. Very, yeah. yeah, and like rustly, rustly is certainly. Yeah, it's a kind of on. Onom- is it onomatopoetic? I don't know. Isn't that mean something? No, om- omnipotent means something else. Omnipotent isn't that like all powerful? Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So onomatopoetic potentially. I don't know if that's a word or not. I'm just having fun saying big words today. Um, <laughs> it's a good time. It is a good time. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Um, <laughs> But yes, that is what I was thinking. I Yeah, I love that word. I love that it sounds sort of like the, the wrestling of It leaves. looks really cool too. There's like all these S's and M's it and like does combinations cool. of letters that don't usually go together. And then the font that we're exciting. using too, it just it's like like it's pleasant to look at. I know that sounds weird about a word, but it is. It's nice. It's to, exciting. Yeah. It's a good word. Citharism <laughs> no. Citharism. Scytherism, that's right. I got Scytherisma is the Greek, and Scytherism is the sound of wind in the trees and rustling of leaves. It's very poetic. I love that. I'm gonna, I wanna use, that's yeah. another interesting thing is like when we're writing essays or creative writing and stuff now, we should use some of these. I'm words. going to. This is gonna expand good. my vocabulary. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, that's another added benefit. I'm gonna be like driving home or I'm gonna be having a conversation and someone's gonna say, oh, um, what are uh, look outside it's so leafy and then i'm gonna say <laughs> that's like really, wait okay citizen. wait 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 like, let's play out a conversation that we would okay. have between you and you try to use the word scytherism in it okay okay wow it's becoming autumn and all the leaves are changing color it's so beautiful you know sometimes i just like to go outside and just watch and listen to the leaves falling from the trees the scytherism is very pleasant <laughs> There you go. Expanding your vocabulary, everyone. I don't know if I like that. No. Okay. Um, well, you know, moving on. Sophia. Yes. Today is Wednesday. Today is your turn to, well, not today is your turn, but now is your turn to say your word. Why did you start with that? Um, yes. All right. So my word today I love this word. It is, and I don't know how to pronounce it. Stop making fun of the way I say things, Bronwyn. I did say it weird, though. So, not going to lie, we just looked up the pronunciation of this, and good thing yeah. we did. But, Sophia, what is your word of this, of today, of now? Um, my word today is kinefin. 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 I still got it wrong, even after looking it up. Um, no, kinefin. No, kinefin. Okay, spelled... C-Y-N-E-F-I-N. Kinefin. Pronounce that however you want to, I guess, because I'm not going to say it ever again. Um, So this word (laughs) is a Welsh word with no direct equivalent in English. Um, 
And I wrote down, I found an article about it, and I wrote down this whole long paragraph, which I'm Spiel. just going to read out. So, as a noun, it is translated as habitat, as an adjective familiar, but dictionary definitions fail to do it justice. Ooh. A better and more poetic definition comes from the introduction to a collection of paintings by Kiffin Williams, an artist whose use of oils creates a new awareness of the mountains of his native land and their relationship to the spirituality of the people. And Kiffin Williams, um, uh, talking about his painting, says, It describes that relationship, the place of your birth and of your upbringing, the environment in which you live and to which you are naturally acclimatized. So, uh, some summation... A summation? A summation of all that? Yeah, but I wanted to use a cool word. Never mind. Yeah, summation. Um, A summary, I guess, fine, of all that um, is a place where a person or animal feels it ought to live and belong. It is where nature around you feels right and welcoming. Aww, I really like that. Yeah, I loved the It's very comfortable. Yeah, and it's like, you know, I, I just like the definition. I thought it was a really... Fun definition, and I don't think it's English. No. Um, it's it's Welsh, so it's not it's not commonly. Well, used, and it says but... with a no direct equivalent in English, which I find quite interesting that English doesn't have the words to describe everything. Yeah, and so it's cool that. That's yeah. an interesting point. Yeah, English doesn't doesn't have everything. <laughs> doesn't have. No, it doesn't I, have canuffin. Do, that's right. It doesn't. T- yeah, take that English. You don't have canuffin, a really awesome, like beautiful word. I think that is beautiful. Yeah. It has a very nice connotation. It sounds very, yeah. I don't know, comfortable is kind of what I think. Just kind yeah, of like, it is. It's just like, it's another nice, like, positive, happy word. I quite agree. I quite I agree. Um, so, Bronwyn, what was your nature quote for today? So, I found a quote. Um, and Well, I'll just say it first. So, I learned from the bees to collect knowledge from the various sources in the universe and to weave from those infinite threads a shining tapestry called wisdom. And that's Harshada Pathar. Um, So she's a super cool author and has a blog. You can check it out at harshadapathar.com. That's H-A-R-S-H-A-D-A-P-A-T-H-A-R-E.com. And it's a... Anyways, I just going back to this quote because I went off a slight tangent immediately. Um, <laughs> but it's, I find it quite a beautiful quote. Just talking about the correlation and the relationship between wisdom and nature, um, because that's where our wisdom comes from. You know. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> There's no, I don't know, no greater wisdom I want to say than any information in books. There's even more information in nature, kind of. Um, there's just kind of infinite nature and infinite wisdom of that nature. And it's interesting because um, Harshada Pathar uses the example of bees and how they go everywhere. They visit everything. And they're always busy. They're always working. They're always collecting um, from various sources or various flowers. And she's talking about how it's good to take a lesson from that and to explore the various sources of the universe in the same way and to bring back the knowledge from that as a bee would bring back honey for or um pollen you know and weave from those different 
threads as we would make honey out of all of that nectar, a shining tapestry called wisdom. And I don't know, it was just a very beautiful, very poetic um, quote. Yeah, and there's a whole lot to unpack in that quote. And um, yeah. I think maybe the most important is the the lesson that um, we should all be learning from nature and be collecting knowledge and wisdom from nature because nature is, is very important and you can learn a lot from um, really paying attention to like the w- uh, world around yeah and yeah. with the analogy of bees like bees are always busy um, maybe there's because, infinite yeah. possibilities there's and, so much that you can learn yeah I just thought it was quite um, quite a beautiful quote uh, and she she has on her, her website her blog it's yeah it's exquisite um, her on Look her at your blog language, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so her she has a blog and she's written a couple of books and does some poetry as well so I would advise you go check that out because well sounds beautiful yeah so Sophia do you have a quote for us today of course I have a quote for you Brian you doubt me um (laughs) okay (laughs) how dare you doubt me my quote for today is nature does not hurry yet everything is accomplished and that was said by Lao Tzu I'm not really sure how you pronounce his name, so I'm sorry. Lao was an ancient Chinese philosopher and writer. He is the reputed author of the another hard-to-pronounce thing book, but Tao Te Ching. Um, he was the founder of philosophical Taoism and a deity in religious Taoism and traditional Chinese religions, which is pretty awesome. He's He was considered a god, Ooh. which is pretty amazing. Um, and as a semi-legendary figure... Uh, Lao, I'm just going to say Lao, was usually portrayed as a 6th century BC contemporary of Confucius. So in in the images that I found of him, he looks sort of uh, very similar to Confucius. He's got a very long white beard. He looks like a philosophical sort of man. Um, But I really liked this quote because it was emphasizing, like, again, we should learn from nature because, you know, nature doesn't rush, nature doesn't hurry, and yet everything turns out all right like in yeah. nature and so just you know be patient and uh like you're you're gonna be okay you're gonna accomplish tomorrow's gonna to come tomorrow exactly. and you're gonna get done what you need to get done and you don't need to overly worry about it yeah for that's sure. really i really like that quote yeah, so, yeah. it's taking taking a, a, a leaf out of nature's book um that was good <laughs> like, that was, <laughs> um and just like learning to Take the world one step at a time. Yeah. And just like, don't rush, be patient, good things are coming. It's very philosophical. It is. I mean, coming from a semi-legendary figure, you might expect that. Yeah. So do take that quote seriously. Yeah. It's credible. Both of our quotes pretty today have have lessons to be learned from them. Yeah, they're quite moral. Yeah. They have like a, um, what's it called? Um... What are, you know, a lesson. <laughs> sure, we're going to go with that. Life they each lesson. have a, a life lesson, something yeah. to take. I just, I like the they idea. They each have something that we should take away. From, from nature. Because nature is nature. beautiful and nature is cool and all around us. But at the same time, we need to take a, learn from it. Yeah, because we're part of nature. That is true. And it's important that we preserve nature as well. But that's a whole different topic. Important one incredibly important and I could go on and on about it but you know 
nature is great and wonderful. And we need to take a lesson from it and preserve it. Yeah. Um, Bronwyn, what is your... Uh, do you have an anecdote to share with us that has to do with nature? Well, I do. I, as someone who loves nature, I also love camping. And in the summer, I, especially this past summer, I went on two canoe trips um, in Canada. One uh, with um, my family and one with um, friends at camp. And they were both extremely magical experiences because not only were they both in two provincial parks, one in Algonquin Park in Canada and Ontario and the other in Killarney Provincial Park in Ontario. Um, beautiful, beautiful parks that are just absolutely gorgeous. And, but just the entire experience, I personally really love because you're completely away from all technology. You're traveling by canoe so no motor on your boat or anything. Um, it's hard work for things um, like the part where we're going over land. You have to carry the canoe. You have to carry your pack. So it's difficult. But at the same time, it's so rewarding. And it is, again, so beautiful to be just in the middle of nowhere and feel like you are so removed from, from everything. Like if you looked around you, you didn't see the road a few feet away. You just saw trees all around you and I just I absolutely loved it um and another part of camping and something that I love is campfires um and I was talking with Sophia about this the other day campfires are such um just such a something I really really love the smell of wood smoke is such a nostalgic smell it's one of my favorite smells also very comfortable yeah yeah yeah. and it's um the reason I love wood smoke so much and campfires so much is for a couple of reasons so the first is that it just I as a family the other time when we would see in the summer when we would see our cousins um what we would do as a family get-together is we would have campfires. And I talked about this a bit last week with Thanksgiving, how we pass the guitar around. But something that we would we do as a family is we have these campfires where everyone's there and we sit around and we sing songs. And everyone joins in and we have a couple of classic ones. A couple of my uncles have... Um, songs from when they went to camp that and they're very enthusiastic about and they get everyone joining in um and they're kind of iconic at this point so so we have to do this one um and we pass the guitar and we sing it and so that's something that I've done since I was like a one-year-old like I that's something that I've always had so that's very nostalgic but also from camping um having doing cooking over a fire the taste of the food when it tastes like wood smoke and just yeah it just everything it feels so natural and just so nice to have roasting marshmallows over or something like that I absolutely love and the final example of a campfire that always is so um amazing for me is just I have had um in the past few years as a friend group our friends have um several times we've had um we'd go to one of our friends house and we'd just sit around the campfire and just talk and that was really nice and that also just i now there's so many memories associated associated with campfires 
um, which I, I really, really love. Yeah, I just find campfires such a nostalgic thing. Oh, yeah. And also at the another sort of memory to that, at the farm that we go to, they, they yeah. have a bonfire. And um, we sit around the bonfire and we talk about, like, what the farm has done for us. Oh, and, man. Like, the, and how it's helped us and, like, some of our favorite memories from the farm. And that can get, like, sometimes emotional. And it's really, yeah, it's really sweet. It's really nice. And I feel like there's a history to campfires. I should have looked this yeah. up. But they've just... There is a history of community around them, you know? That's where people gather. That's where you, you bring people together. When you have a campfire, everyone's going to be sitting around it. Everybody's going to be st- sharing stories or singing songs. And it's just, it has, I don't know, it's just a very yeah powerful thing. And this and so because they're associated with all that kind of thing for me, the smell is my favorite scent, is wood smoke. I just, I find it such a nice... I love cozy. the smell of campfires as well. And it, it feels so nice once you've been outside around a campfire and then you like come back inside and you're just, I don't know. And they're also warm. Like yeah. on a cold day when you, that this is the most, uh, or the least, um, not sentimental. What's the, I need to come up with nostalgic. words quicker. The, yeah, the least nostalgic part of campfires. But like when it's really cold outside and maybe even like windy or snowing or anything and you go and you stand by a campfire it's such a nice feeling to be warmed up by the fire Mm -hmm. it's so cozy 100 percent. i love that feeling so much and you feel so good i don't know because you're not uncomfortable anymore but you're like outside and it's crisp it's it's snowy it's windy or it's rainy and you just feel so nice yeah Um, yeah, so I just, I really like campfires. Just yeah, wanted to that's talk amazing. about my anecdote for today. That's so cool. But Sophia, yeah. you have quite an interesting anecdote. I do. Um, so I talked a couple weeks ago when we did the episode on starting something new. I talked a little bit about my trip to Galapagos, but I didn't really, and you will hear me talk about this a lot because it was, it was a pretty incredible trip for me. Um, but... For the first part of that trip, I went um, camping, sort of camping, not, it was like, not real camping, (laughs) Um, with a bunch of kids from the U.S. who were actually from the U.S., most of them were from Massachusetts, Um, and sort of like you said with the canoe trips, there there were no phones allowed, and there there was no technology allowed whatsoever, and so we were completely cut off, not to mention we were in a foreign country, and we didn't have our parents around, so it was sort of um, a very different experience for all of us, but um, it helped us all, I think, connect with nature and understand how important it was to conserve and help these islands that on which some, a lot of endangered species live. And so for the first couple of days, we were in the highlands, and it was so wet (laughs) in the highlands, and, and during the time, it's so uncomfortable. But looking back, it's you kind of feel cool about yeah, it. Yeah, it was awesome. There were only cold showers. and um, But every day, we would get to go out in our hiking boots and our, uh, our rain jackets and put our hoods on in the cold, and it was always drizzling. But one of the days, we got to go out and eradicate uh, invasive species. There were, there's a Scalacia tree forest, and they were being threatened by these uh, huge thorny blackberry bushes. And these blackberry bushes were incredibly invasive and 
were basically like choking the the scalacea trees. So we had to go in and pull out by hand all of these super thorny blackberry bushes and they were really rooted deeply in the ground and it was such hard work that day and we were all like at one point um two of the girls and I were on one branch and we were like ready one two three and we had to yank it out but when you got like a bulb out of the ground it was so satisfying we made like a huge pile <laughs> and you feel of, so good about yeah. saving a forest like, yeah we were so proud of ourselves after we have this picture of all of us standing there like really triumphantly like hands in the air <laughs> like we did it look what we did and i mean it was so hard to do that and uh we we made a lot of progress but there was still so much behind it and um, it just goes to show, like, how important this... And obviously, in the Galapagos Islands, you can't just bring in a bulldozer and rip yeah. out all of those blackberry bushes. So we we helped, like, and it was really nice You made to, a difference. Yeah. It was really nice to think that, and that was really cool. We also got to do a lot of um, research, like, in the field. And so we would uh, measure a lot of different species and tortoises, and that was amazing. Um, and... Just sort of, there was one day where it was our tortoise monitoring day, and we spent an entire morning, I think it was four or five hours maybe, and we were out in the highlands all alone. Not just us, but there were instructors as well, but we just sort of were trekking through the wilderness. There wasn't a path or anything. Um, we were just walking through looking for tortoises to measure, and that was pretty amazing. And also, as we were trekking through, like, not just the nature part of it was cool. Like, we also, we didn't have anything to do, so we shared stories. I was going to say, like, being in nature, especially when you don't have technology, when you're not worrying about anything else, you really get to know people. Yeah. And it's really cool because you really spend time with people, and you really get close with them. Cause that, and I was going to say, with my camping trip, that's with um, some of my friends... I got really close with those people. Like, that was a really, really good experience. Yeah, and back at home, technology can often interrupt that with mm-hmm. being so distracted about, um, like, grades or just something. The computer is very, um, like, enticing. Like, it screams at you and there's lots yeah. of colors. But, like, nature, once when you're in nature with um, you and other people, it's, it's very, it can be very calming and you can, um, it's often easier to... I don't know, open up in nature. Yeah. Not, like distracted by everything. Yeah, so. you can give uh, someone your full attention, which is something that, I don't know, I feel like you can't really do in a lot of other places. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I mean, that, that whole camping trip was amazing. We also, um, after, the Highlands was um, mainly what I wanted to talk about because of, uh, that was that was really wilderness. Like, we were we were camping. We had these big tents, and we were camping, um, and we didn't have any campfires because I think that would be a little dangerous. Yeah. Um, um, but after that, we, we had, like, actual showers, and we would uh, go to the beach, and we would snorkel, and so it was it was less of a, we were out softer. in the wilderness with nothing. It was a lot softer. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, yeah, it was really interesting also to see how everyone handled being yeah i always find that some people can adapt so quickly and some people really have a difficult time yeah and some girls really hated it and they were like oh my gosh my hair is so greasy and they couldn't handle but by the end we spent four days in the highlands by the end of four great four days everyone was 
like powering that's through it. That's so like, good. Oh, I love like this was really cool because it got us out. Like that's really in the cool. Wilds and yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, it's also it's also really nice at the end of that kind of thing to see people kind of be able to move past the initial like blocks that they had towards day towards it like you were saying with some people who had a difficult time not being able to shower every day or something you know yeah so it's it's i don't know on other people's behalf it's nice to see them yeah and it was really interesting to like i knew none a lot of the people that i went on this camping trip with they knew each other beforehand and i knew none of them so it was sort of interesting and even though i knew none of them it was still pretty interesting to see them grow from like the person that they were when yeah. i first met them to the person that they were after the 12 days or however really long cool. it was that i was there so, so yeah. nature can have a forever impact there you go so get and, out of uh, nature and go camping yeah go get sleep out in there, the woods guys. tonight go well <laughs> I'm maybe, maybe not that but you know Maybe invite a couple of friends to go camping. Yeah. Have a campfire. Share some stories. Put down your phone. Shut it off. Try That's to enjoy. Try to enjoy nature. Yeah. So, well, I very much like nature, and I like it even more so after this episode. Yeah. I'm excited to after this go outside in the rain and walk to my car and then go home and <laughs> not go in the rain anymore. But no. But you like. Do you want to talk about I, the rain a little bit? I will quickly before we because end. I love so the rain. Little... Guys, the best okay, the best weather is sunny weather, I will say. But after that, the rain is amazing. I like being outside when it's raining because it's so cozy, but then also I love being outside in the rain. Like I don't go outside purposely when it's raining, but Sophia and I were somewhere earlier and we had to run to we had to run through the rain to get to the other building. And you had a good time. That was really fun. I mean, it was cold and it was wet, but it was like, it was fun. Running through the rain is fun. It creates like this anticipation and adrenaline that, you know, it's just I wasn't exciting. expecting. So, it was nice. And I so, like, I love the sound of rain as well. Oh my goodness. I love the sound of rain so much. It's so peaceful. I like to fall asleep too. It's yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Just a quick shout out to our intro music which is inspirational life and our outro music is blossoming inspiration and as per usual those both of those links will be in the description of the episode if you guys want to go check them out because they are good songs heck yeah so thank Thank you you for listening listening to to quotes and anecdotes anecdotes. we hope Hope you had fun fun because we certainly did bye my friend sophia bye my friend bronwyn Thank you.